putting on weight, you're tired, you're not sleeping, mood swings, loss of sex drive, go get your hormones fixed. We get so many questions saying I've had either repeated miscarriages or a difficult time getting pregnant. I recommend that they're immediately on a methylated multivitamin, do a whole assessment of their diet, pull out the folic acid component. You gotta get away from the sugar. I'm not sleeping, I'm depressed, I have hot flushes, I don't have any interest in sex, and I cannot lose weight no matter what I do. I recommend. Hey guys, welcome back to the Ultimate Human Podcast where we go down the road, everything anti-aging, longevity, bio-optimization, and everything in between. This is an episode that lots and lots and lots of our followers and listeners and watchers have been begging for. They said, Gary, do you ever work with women? Do you do anything for women? Because we seem to be male-dominated on our podcast. So ladies, listen up. This podcast is for you. Um, lots of estrogen in the room today and very little testosterone between the <laughs> estrogen sandwich. Um, we are absolutely blessed to have our clinic director, a mentor of mine, someone that has um, worked in our clinics now with me for more than eight years. She's a board certified OBGYN. She's a regenerative medicine physician. She's also a gynecological surgeon. She has two master's degrees in functional medicine and at least an ozone certification, a peptide certification that I'm aware of that she got during her tenure with us. And she is a phenomenal, phenomenal doctor practicing regenerative medicine, although her degree is a medical degree. Welcome, Dr. Carrie Sarda, to the podcast. Yay! And Thank I'd like you. to add, I think you've delivered over 8,000 babies. Yes, I have. I forgot to also introduce my wife, oh, Sage yes. Workinger. I'm Welcome, back. Sage Workinger, to the podcast. So what Sage did was she combed through um, all of the questions, and there were hundreds and hundreds of them, and she tried to sort of count up what was the most commonly asked question, and we thought we'd target the podcast to some of our listeners' questions. And then... Um, we can always do additional podcasts. I love the feedback that we're getting from you guys. You can go to theultimatehuman.com and you can not only sign up for my free newsletter, but you can also um, submit questions there and we'll do podcast episodes on just the topics that you guys are fascinated by or interested in getting more information. So, so I read through, there are so many female questions because uh, as females, we got a lot going on. No. A lot going on. No, don't be okay. so hard on yourself. So this episode is to make the men out there have a little bit more patience Ooh, let's for us. not turn into a men versus women It thing. is, though. I mean, it's just, you know, this would be good for everybody to just understand what we go through. Okay. And I'd also like to, to point out that a lot of the problems in female lives start with the beginning M-E-N. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so There's we're going to start. Dr. Sarda can do about we're that. We're going to start so. with menopause. Can't fix that. <laughs> oh, wow. Did menopause. you just make a funny menopause? <laughs> so, yes, menopause was one of the main ones. Men, like, all these females are like, all the questions. What is it? What does it mean? What are the symptoms? How am I going to feel? How do I get through it? So, I also would like to know this because I'm 45 years old and I'm terrified of it. And I think that you have such great knowledge of it in calming our patients down and helping these women get through this miserable time in our lives to make it not so uncomfortable and awful. No, exactly. I, I think if I want to say anything, it's, it just, it doesn't have to be that way. No longer are the days you're just getting older, or this is just what happens, or you're past your prime. I mean, it's terrible. And yeah. it's terrible. And they, so they don't have to deal with it. I mean, there's absolutely things that we not. can do to treat. Abs absolutely not. You, 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 do, you do not. There are ways to eat. There are hormones that you can take. There, it's, it's all about balance. So mm -hmm. I, think, I think if I could sum it all up in one word, as long as you're in balance, this isn't going to be a miserable process. And as long as people around you are helping you recognize maybe mm -hmm. that these men maybe recognizing mm -hmm. that you you're different or that something is out of balance rather than get so frustrated with it. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's go figure out balance. Mm -hmm. I like that. And where do they start? Do they start with a blood test and what kind of things are you looking at? So I think, I think we have to understand that before menopause is perimenopause and which just means around menopause. That's what, that's what mm -hmm. the definition is. And that generally is about 45 to 50. Yeah. And it's getting younger and younger as, as time goes on because we're so out of balance. Mm. You know, we, our, our diet, our, our 
our weight, all those things affect our hormones. Mm. And I think that we, we, we need to know that every organ system in our body is, has receptor sites and cellular sites for hormones, mm. right? And hormones are not just estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. There's also thyroid. There's, you, you, yeah. you, have, to, you have to understand that it all has to match. Right. And so I think first it's going to be diet. I think nutritional deficiencies are going to be one of the biggest things that you can do to help yourself. Mm. And then probably the number one cause is going to be stress. Mm -hmm. So if I had to list the top 10 causes of a perimenopause, stress is probably top five, mm. right? We're not going to be able to avoid that we age. That's the one we can't do anything about, but we sure can go down fighting. Yeah. Right. You've helped so many of my girlfriends. I mean, literally their feedback is that when they talk to their girlfriends, where they got on a, a good protocol with you, they talk to their girlfriends who are going through it and they're like, why? Why go and suffer? I feel great. I'm not having the hot flashes. I'm not having the the anger or the you know temper issues. And but so, what are some of the corrections? So pretty much, you can guarantee about eighty five percent of women are going to have the hot flashes. That's your first tall tale sign. Sleep disorders, mm. uh, depression, and 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 I don't even like to use and call it depression because it's really hormone imbalance. And right. but but I think in, in general. They feel like they're getting depressed or just lack of luster, certainly loss of interest in their libido. Yeah. Just that just goes out the window. So I if if you're having hot flashes, if your sex drive is down, if you find that you're not sleeping as well, if you're more irritable, then please check your hormones. Right. Please, please do that. Uh, we have an amazing uh, program, I think, mm -hmm. that looks at each and every one of them. And you can kind of see where, where a woman goes out of balance. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm so shocked at how that age is getting younger and oh, younger yeah. and yeah. younger. And, you know, I, I know that from working with you and seeing you treat so many patients, some of the fixes are relatively simple. You know, we have so many women that come in and they're either pre or perimenopausal um, or they're just even before that stage and weight gain has been a huge issue for them. Yes, middle, that and belly, middle that weight gain, band. or or how many women have told us they just feel like they're retaining fluid? Yeah. Right, right. That's a, that's a that's generally it's not that they're drinking more. It's not that they're voiding less. It's that they're literally collecting fluid mostly in their gut in that middle belly area. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that has to do with the estrogen dominance, Absolutely. right? Because, Absolutely. and I know when we, when we look at labs very often, when you get a hormone panel, your hormones could be in the right range, but meaning it's perfectly normal for women, depending on where they are in their menstrual cycle to have estrogen, let's say in the teens, and it's perfectly normal in other parts of their cycle to be in the 400s. But it's when it gets out of ratio and out of balance, which is, I think, what you're referring to. Correct. Or that estrogen dominance, like mm -hmm. we talk about. And that, and that's that's what you'll generally see. Mm -hmm. I see just terrible progesterone levels, and I see these high estrogen levels at the wrong time of the cycle. Right. And we have to remember that estrogen is a hormone of growth. It's a hormone of stimulation. It's a hormone of holding onto water and 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 feeding the fat, where progesterone is the opposite. It They're yin and yangs to each other. Mm. And then you have... You, you, your testosterone coming over that is that and and you know women need testosterone we always think of that as men, men mm -hmm. yeah. right and that's the and the first thing that goes in women is their testosterone and their progesterone it's the first thing and generally because you're shuttling it all over to adrenaline and cortisol and dealing with you know getting up in the middle of the night or no sleep or things like that. So so we sacrifice our progesterone and we sacrifice our testosterone. Right. And what's left? A ton of estrogen. Plus, if we start as we age, our weight ratios do tend to change. Um, and we know our society, our weight ratio is tending to change a little more adipose tissue. And and that, that feeds that estrogen even more. You know, I've noticed that... Um, I've had personal experience working with clients, with you, with you managing their case, and I've seen miracles with simple changes. I'm not saying this is the this is the simple change to all estrogen dominance, but I've, I've I've seen you know women come into the clinic and say, I just don't get it, Doctor Sarda. Um, I wake up in the morning, I'm fasted. I go to the gym. I, I do Orange Theory five days a week. I've been you know watching my diet, and 
I've been doing this for three or four months and I haven't lost a single pound. And then you look at their hormone levels and you see that their estrogen is way out of whack to their progesterone. And I've watched these women that um, take simple things like DIM, diendolomethane, and the progesterone capsules you put them on at night. And within a few weeks, sleep's restored and the water retention is off. So it's not always a massive intervention with hormones and a complete sort of takeover of their system. Sometimes it's just little guardrails. Little adjustments. And it's not forever either. If you can get somebody balanced and usually realistically, probably four to six months, it take, if, you've, if you've messed your pattern up, it's going to take you a second, but it's not forever. So if, if you just bathe the body with a little bit of progesterone, especially at night, it helps you sleep. It's mm -hmm. very calming, very, very calming. It just slows the brain down, slows the mind down. I love to, as you well know, to yep. use progesterone at night and uh, notice also I... A lot of women won't talk about this, but they have terrible vaginal dryness and mm -hmm. terrible trouble with, with intercourse. And, and if you just add in a little bit of that progesterone at night mm -hmm. and, and sometimes even more, but a, a little bit of even estrogen too. But, but in general, if I just get the progesterone up, I use mm -hmm. the DIM mm -hmm. to make sure that they're breaking their hormones down correctly, that they feel great. Yeah. They feel great. Hey guys, I think the most important website you may ever go to is theultimatehuman.com. That's theultimatehuman.com because on this website, we can directly interact with one another. You can give me suggestions for podcast guests and topics that you'd like to see me cover. You can ask me any question that you'd like. More importantly, you can sign up for my entirely free newsletter. It comes out every single week. I write this so I can get the information to the masses on how to live a healthier, happier, longer, chemical-free life. You can also sign up for a pre-order of my book. And if you'd like to take the genetic test that I talk about all the time, it's available there too. And lastly, you can even see all of the products that I use in my daily life for a chemical-free, healthy living style. A lot of people ask me, you know, what do you use in your daily life, Gary? What do you brush your teeth with and clean your countertops with? Well, it's all there if you'd like to see it. And you can, again, ask me any question that you'd like and get my free newsletter theultimatehuman.com. I promise you that information will help change the trajectory of your life. And now back to the Ultimate Human Podcast. You know, I notice sometimes you have these women, you'll do a, a basic hormone panel, and then sometimes you'll take a deeper dive and you'll do something called a Dutch panel, a Dutch test, which is a 24-hour or 48-hour urine, urine mm -hmm. test. And you'll really look at the cycle. And an interesting crossroad between... Dr. Sarda and myself is, you know, I've really dedicated the balance of my lifetime to studying genetic methylation. You've dedicated your entire lifetime to, to studying, you know, the, the female, female body and delivering babies. But interestingly, there's an intersection here because there's a gene mutation called COMT, C-O-M-T, catechol-O-methyltransferase. And it appears on the, on the Dutch test. And it's part of this estrogen metabolism. I think it sends estrogen down the E2 pathway. And... If that gene mutation is present and you're not supplementing for it, isn't this a part of the reason for the rise, the accumulation of estrogen not being rid from the body? Right. So you, if you do not get rid of your estrogen, you will literally reabsorb it and recycle it. Mm -hmm. So you also, even more important than that probably is the fact that if you don't go down that right pathway you will go down a more dangerous pathway in estrogen. So in other words, we start worrying about estrogens that change DNA, estrogen dominance, and then you start worrying about breast cancer, uterine cancer. Uh, uh, it, 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 you want, estrogen needs to, it needs to clear the healthy pathway and it needs to be eliminated. Right. And when you have that COMT SNP, that COMT gene, uh, you you need to pay special attention to that. You need to make sure you have your nutrients, your B vitamins, and things like that, because you need to help clear estrogen. Mm -hmm. And you also need to watch what kind of estrogen you're consuming. Right. It, well, you mean, not, mean if they're taking hormones? A big thing that you helped me with, um, and this was three years ago when I dealt with my methylation imbalance, was um, I have the comp tea break. I was supplementing with the vitamin that had folic acid and cyanocobalamin, both synthetic vitamins I cannot process. And my estrogen levels, and when I look back at the lab values, I'm like shocked by it, but it was 700% estrogen dominant. 
I was a crazy person. And I remember I did. I had that little gut. Which I actually vividly remember that. I know you do. Um, it was a beautiful moment in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you truly helped me get through that because, and it was, it was just a short course of a little progesterone and dim, I think. Dim. Yep. methane, yeah. And it got Which me comes through from it. cruciferous vegetables, by the yeah, way. Yeah, super natural. Right. So remember that. Out. Remember, you can also eat to this, this too, your yeah. vegetables. Um, and, and um, you know, and, and we, you know, we kind of laugh about that time that you yeah. were going through, but unfortunately. You, you two laugh about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, okay. Let's just <laughs> clarify. Un unfortunately, there's so it happens to so many, many people. So I, every day, yeah. all day long, it's, it, 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 and it's just, we can fix this. Yes. Which is and, why I like to talk about it and lay my crazy right. out for everybody because I know that if I share that story, somebody else is going to raise their hand and go, well, that's, that's happening to that's me too. Me, right? I'm not crazy. Right. Let me get my labs checked. Let me talk to my doctor about it. So, And I think it's also important to know that if you don't fix this, you guys, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. It's dangerous for dementia, um, your relationships, your inflammation, and we all know what inflammation. We, that, you know, you could get cancer. I mean, it's it's yeah, just, and it's, your it's, mental well being. It absolutely, um, and of course, your sexual wellness is important. I, mm. I is so directly related to your hormones. So it's been a big focus of mine yeah. to um, balance hormones. I I use bioidentical hormones. So in other words, I use it in. We're, we're pretty strict about that because we want hormones that your body can recognize. Um, it, it's hard on the body when, when it doesn't really know what to do with a substance or, it ha or it's like mimicking something. You already have to detox and, and process so much. So we, we do like to do bioidentical hormones mm -hmm. and, and, and there is bioidentical estrogen and there is bioidentical progesterone. And so it's, it, it, that would be my recommendation. And testosterone. Mm -hmm. um, Correct. And I've also noticed that sometimes you'll, you'll use, um, as a part of this balancing process, getting progesterone and estrogen into balance, um, using things like dim from cruciferous vegetables and progesterone at night, but also looking at their testosterone levels, because remember you telling me that when women get very deficient in testosterone, we've seen this on hundreds and hundreds of labs, um, their red blood cell production tends to decline. Their hemoglobin levels tend to decline, not to the point where they're anemic, but to the point where they're tired and they have brain fog and they're not sleeping deeply. And I've watched what you've been able to do with minimal amounts of intervention, just balancing testosterone alone, moving that back into the optimal range for a woman, which I think a lot of women are, you know, resident about thinking about taking testosterone. I don't want to be, I don't want to get male characteristics and, and big muscles and facial hair and aggression, but putting their own testosterone back into Absolutely. And you know, the, the biggest thing with that, it, it, that I, my push for that and my demand for testosterone being a part of it is, is your brain. Is, cogni cognition it mm -hmm. is so important to protect it with, um, and testosterone is how you're going to do that. So I, I definitely consider all three hormones. And I mm -hmm. think, I think that doesn't happen often in, in the traditional model that I was trained in. It was the lowest amount of hormones for the shortest amount of time. And all the studies, the big studies, Women's Health Initiative back in the, the mid 2000s, they, all those studies were based again on synthetic hormones. Mm. Studies have long you know, since shown that, that if, if, we, if we stick with these bioidenticals, Mm -hmm. we, it, it, since about 2017, it's generally been more accepted that it, that hormones are are good, and yeah. there's not an mm -hmm. age limit, and it doesn't matter if you're 65 or if you're 70 or if you don't have hormones. Let's let's, let's give you hormones. Right. Let's give you testosterone. Let's give you estrogen. Let's give you progesterone. Makes you feel and let's, better. Let's, we're not going to do it at pharmacologic levels. We want to do it at physiologic levels. Yes. Right. That's what that's what we're so big about is restoring physiology. Yeah. In our lab work, we, we trend, right? We, we follow trends. Mm -hmm. We don't want to wait till you're there. Right. So that's all I'm asking is that women don't wait till you get all those symptoms. The second you get them, you might be 35. You, you, you might be 30. Uh, if putting on weight, you're tired, you're not sleeping, you have mood swings, loss of sex drive, go get your hormones fixed. And is there, um, is there a way to better eat for hormone balancing? Yes. It, Absolutely. I, I mean, you, hands down, you got to get away from the sugar. I yeah. mean, just hands down. And, and, and for many reasons, besides even just hormones, and you have lots of podcasts about that, your gut health and sugar. 
but sugar is just makes your brain and your hormones crazy. They just mm -hmm. do. Um, I think the, the part we're missing is we're not getting enough fats. Our omega-3, especially for women. So for food-wise, you, you, avocados, fish. Coconut uh, oil. Coconut oil, wonderful. Oil, uh, right. Uh, lots of nuts, yes. Mm -hmm. but, I, but you know what? If, if you're not going to do it, then let, take some omega-3. Mm -hmm. So I, I think nutrients are, I think we would be not fair to women if we didn't at least address that we're short on our omega-3, mm -hmm. we're generally short on our vitamin D, mm -hmm. our B12. Sometimes DHEA. Correct. DHEA, that's, you know, over the counter, that's, you know, DHEA is a great way. It's a pro-hormone. It's it's before the hormones. Mm -hmm. And and if you don't have the pro-hormone, how are you going to make the hormone? Right. And then I also really, um, in my practice in the last few years, I've, I've been doing a little bit more iodine uh, to just to make sure I For do power. that in the form of um, Celtic sea salt or or you can do the Himalayan sea salts, but mm -hmm. but I but I do I, it, it. That's all interplayed because as soon as you mess up your your traditional female hormones, you're thinking of what do you think's next? Your thyroid, mm -hmm. and it, it and everybody always wonders that because they're connected. It's it's your thermostat. Yeah, and it it it's well, connected. The pituitary regulates all of those, it right? Does. And it's kind of the master puppeteer, uh, regulating a woman's menstrual cycle, regulating a woman's thyroid level, um, regulating your body temperature, your metabolic rate. So is that why hot flashes happen? It uh, yes, it, it has to do with having an abnormal feedback, okay. and so you 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 just literally you you literally don't. It's that progesterone estrogen imbalance that okay. does it. And that's where you get what are called vasomotor symptoms, or just changes in your changes in your uh, blood vessels and things like that. And we have to um, it, it. We pay a lot of attention to hot flashes. What I don't like is people think, "Oh, I got through that. I don't have hot flashes anymore." Oh, so that they're you know, over with. All that, all that mean, means is that you don't even have the ability to mount that response anymore. Right. You're just sicker. So oh. I just I, I spend a lot of my day explaining to people, you don't really get get through being deficient. You either correct it or you don't. And if you don't correct it, it gets worse. Mm. So I think the biggest fallacy that that ha, has somehow been created, and I think it I think it came through the traditional model, because I remember how I was taught, was okay, so 50 to 55 or something like that. But again, it's because you're not flashing anymore, it just means you're sicker. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you've gotten through it. It doesn't mean you, your, you don't get your, through menopause. You have to fix point. it. Is it funny that I actually look forward to menopause because I run so cold? Like my hands are so cold right now. <laughs> they are. Always. And it always has been that way. And so I laugh. I'm like, I feel like I'm going to look forward to hot flashes, like not being so freezing all I, the time. I still think, I still think you could make an argument for, for the fact that if you are abnormally cold or I think, again, you have to go back to what is it about your internal clock? What is it about your homeostasis that, keep, that keeps you cold? Mm -hmm. For you, that might... You don't have a lot of, you know, thermal, you know, regulation. You don't have a lot of fat, but also, also we have to look at your thyroid, yeah. right? Because that's thyroid controlling your. I think your, is good. Your, your, I always wondered if I had Rainouds, Rainouds syndrome. It, it, you could. I don't know. I, it, I think. I think again, though, you still have to look at: Am I balanced? Where am I balanced? Do you have enough iodine? Are, are, do you have enough selenium? Are you supporting your your thyroid enough? Are you converting from inactive, even though your thyroid might look okay? Yeah. Is it is it, do you really going from inactive to active? You know, we talk a lot about folic acid going to folate. It's that same concept. It, do you have the good stuff? Do you have the active stuff? Right. Okay. Your, your body doesn't Meaning recognize the, that like stuff. The, it has to activate it. The T4 right? into T3. The right. thyroid hormone T4. T4 converting right. Because T4 is, is just a reserve. Uh -huh. It's T3. Every cell on the body has a T3 receptor. It's, remember, we said it's a regulator, right? Mm -hmm. And for energy, metabolism, um, temperature, brain. So we have to make sure that 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 it gets those cells get full, and and that happens in the gut mostly. Mm -hmm. And where is it Liver, that we have gut, all periphery. the trouble? Gut, gut. right? Yeah. yeah. And what's that from? Diet, right? Right. And when we say when we say gut, it's the gut region. A lot of it is converted in the liver, T four into T three. Some of it in the gut. The actual 
gastrointestinal tract and then some in the periphery just to be hyper specific but that gut region you know meaning that it occurs outside of the thyroid mm -hmm. right so right. I think a lot of times when you look at panels on your in your blood work and you see oh I have low thyroid hormone and you immediately think thyroid but the truth is that 80% of that thyroid hormone is actually converted outside of the thyroid right liver periphery right um and also the gut which is why gut dysbiosis can lead to thyroid problems right and they the two seem so um disconnected there's it was actually an amazing book written by uh dr ron perlmutter called the gut brain connection right and the gut brain axis dave and perlmutter? dave perlmutter sorry yeah. no, dave perlmutter sorry and he, he's from naples where we started our clinic and uh, it's a great read if, if, if you haven't read that book. But, I mean, he really goes deep into the science of the gut biome and what happens in the gut region and its impact on hormones and, and, and what have you. So I love this whole systemic approach that you have because it's not always going straight to hormones. Sometimes it's putting up the guardrails, you know, DIM, DHEA, selenium, um, you know, the things that your body needs to do its job on its own. And then we also have the capacity to intervene with bioidentical hormones when things are not responding. Right. Right. And, and, and you will reach an age, all of us will eventually where your ovaries aren't putting out hormones anymore. Now they will, I think the misconception about the ovaries is they will continue to eke out a little bit of testosterone. That's kind of chronic. Um, that doesn't really ever go away. And that's kind of what's supposed to be there for you in your, in your menopause years. Although we just traumatize our bodies too much and and we don't always get that production, but you, but you, you do continually make a little bit of testosterone um, throughout your life, even even at menopause, and then in general, your your diet, your periphery, your your fat cells, your adrenal glands—they're supposed to take over for uh, the hormones that your ovaries aren't making anymore, and that's kind of where the big mishap happens: is we just don't do that well anymore. Mm. We're we're under too much stress. We're exposed to too much toxin in in, in our diet and in, and just in our environment, and and so much of what we are around acts like estrogen. Mm. We call we call, they're mimickers. Oh yeah, no, right? the estrogen mimickers. Right. Yeah, in, in yeah, our meats and right, or, right, or plastics. Right. What about soy? Soy. So soy, it, for a long time, was a and, and, and consumed organic and in the right amounts, did a beautiful job. Okay. Unfortunately, so much of our soy is mm. GMO is not so good, and yeah. and we're getting too much, and and um, yam things like that. You know, or other or um, other things that that can kind of give you. An estrogen boost. Yams can mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. Yams can too. You, it's the the problem is is we've just altered our food source so much and and um, I do I do think that it is hard to at menopause to eat enough to make up your hormone difference. I right. do think it's time to to get help. Hey guys, if you've been watching the Ultimate Human podcast for any length of time, you know that one thing I do not do is push products. I do not just let any advertiser into this space because I believe that the products that appear on the Ultimate Human podcast should be things that I use every day in my life to improve my own physiology. One of them is something called the Echo Go Plus. The Echo Go Plus is a hydrogen water generator that you can take on the go. You essentially take the top off of this bottle, you pour bottled water in this and repeatedly it will make high part per million hydrogen water you press this little button you'll see these bubbles going up in the water that's hydrogen being created in the water there are all kinds of peer-reviewed published clinical studies on the benefits of hydrogen water including reduced inflammation better absorption of your supplements better absorption of your foods better balance of the stomach acid and it feeds an entire class of bacteria in your gut hydrogen water in my opinion is the most beneficial water that you can drink and now you can take it wherever you go you can go to echo e-c-h-o h2o.com that's echo e-c-h-o h2o.com enter the code ultimate 10 for a discount echo h2o enter the code ultimate 10 for a discount and now back to the ultimate human podcast so if somebody wants to um if they're going to go talk to their doctor about having a hormone panel done what what hormones are they looking at i mean most physicians would they know primary care doctor would they know 
what hormones to pull on a female? Because I know they're not a part of a standard blood panel. Right. They generally have to be extra. And um, a lot of times you'll see estrogen and progesterones and you don't see testosterone drawn. Mm -hmm. And you don't see the sex hormone binding globulin mm. drawn. And, and that's important because it is what it says it is, sex hormone binding. Right. So you might have a, an okay level on your hormones and it's all bound up. It's, it, it can't get to that cellular receptor. So we so SHBG or sex hormone binding globulin is another one. And I noticed that sometimes you'll you'll specifically address the SHBG level in a way to address the hormone level. So when people are not converting testosterone into free testosterone, for example, the this binding protein, which is a, a sex hormone binding globulin, is a protein, and when it rises in the blood and gets to a certain level. Um, it's relatively easy to push back down into the normal range, and then their their, their hormone levels have a tendency to come back on their own. I've seen yes, you do it yes. thousands um, of times. I, I use a lot of Long Jack. Uh, is, I, I, li I like to use that. Um, we've had medications over the years, but I, I think we all would rather rather maybe do it a little more natural. I've seen you use less boron to bring down boron, SHBG, Yes, Boron does jack. as well, Long Jack. Um, and it does it very quickly, uh, 14 to 30 days, um, 45 days. It'll drop down. It'll just free up more yeah. hormone. And they always say their libido came back like a freight train. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, yeah. one time I, I, did, I did my testosterone was low, so we tried to do a shot, and it it actually messed my methylation up, and so mm -hmm. it didn't work for me. Um, which is why I think it's important to to like I've never promoted anybody to do the um, pellets because I've seen so many women where it was like the testosterone was too much or, you know, and then you're stuck with it for six months or whatever. So I like the idea that you could do an injection or you could do a pill or cream. a cream or dissolve under the tongue. Yes. You, so that you, you, can, you can definitely calmly go through it, it. Definitely with those short term methods, you can, you can control and, and have pretty good control mm -hmm. of the dosing and you can adjust accordingly. So that's the nice thing about yeah. doing those, those methods over, over the pellets. You are for at least four months, you're, you're, you're pretty kind of much going to be yeah right. stuck with your dose. They are getting a little better, I think, um, at at looking at labs and formulas and trying not to just pound um, these women with with levels. But but if yeah, if you have uh, extra testosterone, you can you can get a little void rage here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> love it. So the the alpha or the long jack that you're yes, talking uh -huh. about. So that's something females could try too. Yes, okay. it, yes, it is. Uh, it, it, because really, it, it works for both males and females because by just lowering the binding up, you're going to just free up hormones. So in men, that tends to free up their testosterone. In women, that tends to free up their progesterone and their testosterone. And might have what to were um, some of the specific questions that they had? Um, I had another question about, you touched on it a little bit earlier, anemia and um, but maybe like talk oh, about heavy menstrual cycles. Yes, and yes. No, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think that I think that's forgotten too. Uh, that's why iron becomes such an important and eating foods with iron in it, your leafy green vegetables, things like that. But, but we, right. We want to, um, if, if you're, especially menstruating, there, there's a lot of people and there's, and there's some pretty decent data around menstruating women should all just be on iron, mm -hmm. or at least during the time that you're menstruating about 30 milligrams of elemental iron is what is what you're looking at uh, we like the iron bisglycinate because mm -hmm. it, it just absorbs so nicely and, and you don't got have less reports of stomach upset right. less reports of constipation mm -hmm. and it was iron bisglycinate right right that's the one i love too mm -hmm. um that 30 milligrams of, at least of elemental and you can take that during your menstrual cycle that works well you can and in that at the time where you start to lose your menstrual cycle you still have to remember that you still need oxygen mm. and you still need iron and with that, we need our folate, right? So we would be folate and iron, and again, our you know our, our vitamin D. The nutrient supplements are going to be. If we can't eat it, you're going to have to supplement with it. Right. And touching on that, if you could kind of go over the differences between folic acid, folate, and folinic acid. So they're different forms of vitamin B nine. Right. Vitamin yeah. B9. They're different forms. And it has to do with their availability or their bioavailability. Mm -hmm. So we know that the folic acid, for many of us, um, it, it 
at least 25, we think, yeah. percent or, or, or more of the population. Um, and I think that's really under, yeah. I think that's really yeah, underestimated. Right. We actually, when we were doing some research for the book, we found uh, studies as, uh, as, as low as 44 and as high, high as 60. 60%. Right, right. That you, you the see those, it's, it's definitely, for they They just can't process. And you know, honestly, even for those that, um, that can, it, it's still just extra work, yeah. right? It's extra work on the body. Right. We kind of have enough. We got to. We got to do. So I remember sending you both an article that I read. It was on the CDC website, and in the same article, and I actually love to refine this. this. In the same article, it admitted that people with MTHFR gene mutation cannot process folic acid, and it would be better for them to just take five methylfolate. But in the same article, it then said, "True story." But if you're pregnant or nursing, then you should even with an MTHFR gene break, take folic acid instead of folate. Why in the world so would they say that? Right. So Why I, not I, just I recommend think, folate? I think anybody out here with common sense is going, what? But it's, it's what the studies, they're just, it's what the studies have been done on. Mm. Okay. Studies have been done on folic acid. There, there's quite a bit out there for the benefit that, that occurs in pregnancy if you have but it's folate. Yeah. Right? At the end of the day, they it's, really talk right. about folate. It's just whether the or not your body... have not really been done yeah. on methylated yeah. um, uh, uh, B9. And so I, I think they just kind of copped out their little... Um, I get a lot of people that fight us on the folic acid thing. Like, especially, and I hate to say this, but my nurses, friends of ours, um, your daughter and son are both in nursing mm -hmm. school, and they just push heavily on the folic acid thing. And we all just kind of laugh, and and she lit she literally has to Madison will take a test, and she knows she has to answer she has to how rethink it yeah. right. She has right. to answer it how they want her to answer well, look it. Look at not the cost how she difference in exactly. folic acid and folate. Look at the the this especially in the traditional model. It's all the studies are based on that. Okay. All it, it's and I think that's I think that needs to change. I think it is changing. I think I, so too. I I think that it makes sense mm -hmm. if. I have to do the extra job to activate something. And geez, I might not even have the ability to do that very well. Maybe right. I'm only 40% or... or so you know, in other words, take the methylfolate right. rather than the folic and, and acid. And it's so easy. It's yeah. so easy to do. It's, 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 it's getting easier and easier. It was hard to find methylated multivitamins. That, and, and that was and a now, big that was a big issue. I remember when we first started eight years ago, well, right. we couldn't find it anywhere. Even right. when we went to manufacture our own vitamin. They tried to push. They really did. The manufacturer really pushed us to not use it. And he said, you know, I can get cyanocobalamin so much cheaper. It's so much more bioavailable. It'll lower your per capsule cost. I can get folic acid. That's what everybody else is doing. That's yeah. what they told us. And we're yeah. like, yeah, that's precisely why we don't want to use right. it. Exactly. Now there's lots of good brands that have methylated folate and and, and don't have the cyanocobalamin. They have the methylcobalamin. Um, but and, we've also had patients that when we go through their medicine cabinets and they have an MTHFR gene break and some of the other ones too, I've been shocked that literally we had a patient who was prescribed a, pres a pharmaceutical prescription grade Folic acid and cyanocobalamin. Folic acid, cyanocobalamin combo. I'm like, no wonder you're nuts. And she would take it in the morning and she had to take um, Xanax or Valium by the afternoon because her anxiety was so rampant. Through the roof. And, and the did recommendation it, was just to get I off just that. just hate to think about it, but I, I did it for years in my early training. I, I knew we needed B vitamins. I, I knew they were missing. I okay. just didn't have the... I just didn't have uh, the the knowledge base or the experience. And when we got into this gene testing and, and this this methylation, especially if you have several breaks yeah. or you have break or you have crazy influence moment. from both you know both parents coming at you, it's it's just night night and day difference. So I I want to um, I want to get to because I know that we're trying to keep this to 45, 60 minutes. I want to get to some of the questions that you specifically well, got. On, I on do my... have specific. So okay. leading into that is, you know, as an OBGYN and, and, you know, sadly seeing so many women going through miscarriages um, and infertility issues. Do you think that that has something to do with methylation and being prescribed or told to take different Oh, types of vitamins they can't process. We know that it is now. What's so that? So the MTHFR oh, yeah. and not and not having the right methylated vitamins, and it's one of the easiest ways. And honestly, at the end of the day, it was recurrent miscarriages that brought the whole MTHFR thing to light. Yeah, that was something that we were working on 
you we know, get decade so many ago. questions from young women that are saying, I've had either repeated miscarriages or a difficult time getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those, you'd recommend that they take I, methylated? I recommend that they're immediately on a methylated multivitamin. Uh, multivitamin and then also that they, extru- they do a whole assessment of their diet. You've got to pull out the folic acid component in your diet. Mm-hmm. It's it, which is foods that are fortified or enriched, right? right. Sugars, baked, t- baked goods tend to be mm-hmm. uh, processed food. I I tend to kind of if it's white, it's not right kind of thing. If 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 someone's just what can I not eat? I'm just let's just start with flour. Right. Let's just, you know, let's just pull my, t- my two big things always are let's let's pull out flour, let's pull out soda, let's start on a vitamin, and I make sure their vitamin D is included in that. And let me see in a month. And that right there. Oh, yeah. It changes their ovulation. It changes their Crazy menstrual cycle, changes. their sleep, their mood. As simple as that. And, and women oftentimes, especially with heavy menstrual cycles, I will add in the iron, and I, 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 at least during their menstrual cycle. And I oftentimes will make sure that they're on some kind of iodine, uh, Celtic sea salt, or some kind of... of you know, extra substitute there. And that seems to be this, the secret. Mm-hmm. And, mm. and then we look at their cycle and decide then, okay, do we need progesterone? Do we need to balance you? Um, the people tend to come to me at this point. They've tried a lot of things. Yeah. So I, so I getting some pretty sick people. So I, I, I kind of got to dive right in with a lot of people, but in general, if you're just set, if, if you're just at home going, I'm, I'm not sleeping, I'm depressed, I have hot flushes, and I'm an interest in sex, and I cannot lose weight no matter what I do, I, I, I recommend your B vitamins, your omega-3, vitamin D, and iron, and getting extra salt, like a Celtic sea salt. We don't, we don't want table salt. Remember, Celtic sea yeah. salt, and, and there's a lot of good ones out there, it retains about 76% of its mineral content. Wow. In this month. And in comparison, table salt's about 1%. Mm-hmm. 1%. Yep. So no wonder it's not very good. Right. So we, we, we want that. The, yeah. We used Baja salt, Celtic salt, and then we were recommending pink Himalayan sea salt for a while, but then we started reading all these studies about the level of heavy metals, especially in the sea salt coming out of China. So you kind of try to steer clear of the yeah. The I took a lot of shit on Instagram for that. <laughs> yeah, you sure did. But the video went viral because it does help people with migraines. Because if you're severely dehydrated, you were one of the you you taught us the sea salt soleil trick. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us about that? So what I like to do, just simple, easy, one quarter teaspoon of Celtic sea salt um, in the morning. You can put it on food. It's just easy really just to throw it in some water and drink it in the morning. It's so good for your hydration status. It's good. It, it, lots of minerals. It helps mm-hmm. you re your, cause we forget that we're thirsty. We don't even know what it is to be thirsty anymore. It kind of resets your thirst. It really helps those adrenal glands get you up and get you going, um, in the morning. And, and again, that whole balance we're talking about. Okay. I love that. Hey guys, as you know, I do not push products on my podcast or by social media unless I use them in my everyday life. This is one of those products. Most of us have a very difficult time meeting our protein needs and certain protein sources like whey protein and others can be as little as 20% absorbable. This is 99% absorbable and it has all of the essential amino acids that the body needs to build lean muscle, to recover, to improve our exercise performance, and most importantly, to repair after we have intense exercise. So this is called Perfect Amino by Body Health. It's, like I said, 99% absorbable. It only has two calories. Eventually, the caloric intake has virtually no caloric intake. It will not break a fast. It tastes amazing. You mix it in water. I take this literally every single morning. If you're working out in a fasted state, you have to take a full-spectrum amino acid prior to your workout to preserve your lean muscle and make sure that you're recovering properly. And again, it will not break your fast. So the caloric impact is virtually zero. You get all of the full spectrum amino acids. It tastes wonderful. I use it every single day. You can go to bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. That's bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate and look for the perfect aminos. They actually come in capsules if you're on the go or it becomes in several flavors that they make in a powder, which I love. It's flavored with natural um, uh, means of flavoring. So there's no artificial sweeteners in here. 
So this is one of my absolute favorite products. Give it a try. If you're working out at all, you need a full spectrum amino acid. Go to bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. That's bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. I love their lab tested products. You can actually see the absorption rate for all of their products. They've got great electrolyte protein combinations. My favorite is the perfect aminos. Bodyhealth.com forward slash ultimate. And now back to the Ultimate Human Podcast. Those were the ones I had for today. I mean, this was um, a huge... <laughs> wow, we really ripped through a lot. <laughs> I know, we actually got through... And I survived being the only male on the panel in the estrogen sandwich. I think the only piece that, since we did touch on infertility and miscarriages, maybe mm -hmm. a little bit more on that. I know people will kind of, they'll hear the menopause and they'll hear, you know, infertility or miscarriages. Any other advice that you have for yes. women that are suffering I, with that? Yes. So if you're not cycling normal and if you're having symptoms, it is really hard to get pregnant. So, so back up and start there. Those nutrients I was talking about and those food changes, get your cycles back to normal. There's ovulation kits out there. If you're, if you're not passing your ovulation kit, those are easy. You can pick them up anywhere. You check them days 11 of your cycle. So day, if you even spot or bleed, that that's day one of your cycle. And then day 11 through 14, check, you know, check those ovulation kits. And if you're not ovulating, you're not going to get pregnant, right? Mm -hmm. So for the infertility people, it's making sure you're ovulating. You can do that on your own. Make sure you're taking those, those few nutrients that we talked about. And then um, symptom-wise, you know, if you're having symptoms, you still probably need to see your, your OB-GYN. And for the miscarriage person, you know, don't, it, it's, it's traumatic. There, there's no doubt about it. No matter what week you are, it is traumatic. Whether people know you're pregnant or not know you're pregnant and your hormones are all out of whack from, takes about 30 days to recover from a miscarriage from a hormone standpoint. So is, so we definitely, the methylated vitamins and vitamin D are probably the two biggest things that I, that I would Methylated recommend. vitamins, vitamin D, um, good EPA, BHEA fish oil. Right, the omega-3. Mm -hmm. The omega-3 mm -hmm. fish oil. Right. Um, and to get the whites out of your diet and, and the sugars, white flour, white rice, white bread, white pasta, mm -hmm. and that, that is fortified or enriched. And then um, see how things go over the next month. And if things are not getting better, then get your hormones checked. Is that kind of a good summary? Yes, it is. And 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 remember, you know, gluten free junk food is still junk food, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I that I always I always have to kind of put that caveat in uh, because you, you do have to change your diet and and you want it to be those good fats, those really good fats. Mm -hmm. That's what women need. They need it to make hormones. They need it to make babies. They need it to to get pregnant. Right. Good fats. One thing that I admire about you and always like I share this story with everybody that I introduce to you is. So you, you've been an OBGYN for 27 years. You've mm -hmm. delivered over 8,000 babies, but you weren't able to have a baby yourself. And so you adopted four from your patients. I did. I did. And I love <laughs> you know, that and, about and, you. And, and I like they are the, You know what? They that. are the, the four best things that, that the good Lord ever put on this planet. And they were exactly made for me. But I got to tell you, and maybe that's why I'm so passionate about this. They were tough years. And I was, they were, it was hard on my body. Mm. I had no direction. I mean, I'm a physician. I could get to anybody. I had top specialists yeah. and I had no direction on simple things like taking 5-methylfolate, mm -hmm. omega-3. My vitamin D level was nine. Oh I, I'm what, I would beg to differ that I have probably some of the most years of education number-wise. Exactly. Right. And... And have access to pretty much whatever I want. And and there I was. And it was miserable. It was miserable. Now, luckily, it's not like that today. Right. I, I mean, it, but it definitely was in my error. And I'm, I'm just so thankful that I that I was able to help other women. And I was able to help the women that gave me my children. Yeah. I love that story. It makes I like me that love story you more. Too. She is an adoption magnet. She's adopted dogs. <laughs> she's adopted cats. True story. She's adopted kids. If you Her sister home, has adopted children. If you need a home, just send to info at drsarda.com and she'll adopt you too. I want to be adopted. I love it. Every time I talk to her on a Zoom call, I'm like, what is that? She's like, oh, this is a new cat. I'm like, when did you get a new cat? Oh, it's I do rehome them, yeah, just you, for the record. I'm not the cat lady running around with 50 cats. Okay, cats. But, but 
but I, I but do, I do bring a lot of them in, cats yeah. and dogs, and, <laughs> I, dogs. And, I, and I nurse them back, and then we find really great homes But you them. slowed down on the humans. And sometimes I would like to do that with my children, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking for a home, <laughs> Dr. Sarda may have the place for you. This has been amazing. Um, yeah, you know, it. I'd really like to take some more questions from... Uh, or increase from from our audience, and you know, I, I we got a lot of uh, interest in in you know female hormone therapy and more about females that have been on this journey with us. So I'm going to try to invite some of the women that have had a positive journey with us on to talk about their experience. But if you guys are watching this podcast, you're enjoying this podcast, or things that we missed, or things that you would rather see us talk about with Dr. Sarda or some of our other doctors, neuro uh, neurologists, or what have you, please submit those at the ultimatehuman.com and we'll try to get a podcast episode surrounded by those we end every podcast episode this is a surprise question with the same question we ask every guest we have on the podcast um what does it mean to you to be an ultimate human to me i would have to say the first thing that came to my mind was balance and peace mm. i like that wow that's the first time somebody said that. That's amazing. Balance and peace. I like that. Have you ever answered that question? Have I ever answered? I mean, I know you wrote a book called Becoming the Ultimate Human, so <laughs> I, I guess you could have, say it's a 228-page answer. <laughs> I don't know that I have balance and peace in my life, though. <laughs> it's a lot chaos. Oh, uh, that was amazing. We really enjoyed uh, yeah, having you Yeah, and I, you know, I definitely got to take <clears throat> a second to plug your guys' book, too. Um, oh. it, it's amazing. Um, but I've, I've got the, the opportunity to have a little bit of a sneak peek at it, and... Um, I, uh, it, it, it's definitely, it's definitely going to be a, we definitely put our heart and soul into it. And I have the utmost amount of respect for anybody who's ever written a book before, because it is not an, like you, you get halfway through it and then you hate it and you start over and then you hate the beginning and you hate the story. And then you, you want it to you be change your mind you and... want it to be educational. Yeah. And, and then in our case, we have to cite references for every, you know, yeah, claim people are going to or... try to rip us apart. Yeah. Although, you know what, it'll be. 98% of people, I think, will have good response. Very good response. But yeah. we used a lot of a lot of real-life stories from real based. patients. A lot of evidence-based. I think, I think yes. the thing, and too, is I, I think in this day and age, we lots of things are anecdotal, but you've got to have evidence-based yes. medicine and, and evidence-based um, decisions now. All of the stories are personal patient stories that have and a lot of them are your, pa their, your, yeah, they're your, your patients. patients. <laughs> yeah, because we, we can't see patients, so the, most of them are your patients, so we yeah. should give you some credit, too. But I uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any other questions you'd like to see us cover on a podcast, go to theultimatehuman.com. You can sign up for the newsletter there. You can actually pre-order our book. You can get the gene tests that Dr. Sarter was referring to. You can even get uh, set up for blood work, or we can give you some information on what you might want to be asking your doctor to do when they look at your blood or you look at your hormone panels. And back again with another episode soon. And as always, that's just science. <laughs>